If you brought your Bible this morning, you can head to the Old Testament this morning, and we are going to the book of Jonah, and Jonah chapter 2. Um, I hope everybody had as uh, wonderful of a Thanksgiving holiday as me and my wife and our family did, with uh, lots of family, lots of friends, and of course, lots of turkey. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but in my mind, uh, turkey is merely a distraction from the main course and the main focus, which is, for me, mashed potatoes, stuffing, and green bean casserole. Uh, and, and the turkey just distracts me from my deep love and compassion for butter and carbohydrates. Um, we had a great time together just uh, with our family and friends. We actually ate out on our back porch, um, all of us, which is really nice. It was a nice, cool afternoon, and we got to watch the sunset sort of go down. And if you've been to our house, you know we have a little pond uh, in our backyard, and we kind of watch the water or the, uh, the sun go down over our pond. Uh, and it struck me in that moment in a fresh way that, you know, Thanksgiving really does go better when you are above the water, looking out at it and the beauty of it, rather than potentially being under the water. And that may not seem like a particularly profound idea, or perhaps it is a very obvious one, but you can see uh, where I am headed. If we had set up our tables and our chairs and our cranberry sauce 15 feet underwater in our stodgy pond, it really would not have had quite the same thankful, warm, familial experience. And in particular, it would have taken the edge off of my crispiness in my green bean casserole, those little onions. You know, they got to be just perfectly crisp. Um, what I want us to do this morning is just spend a few minutes this Thanksgiving Sunday and look at the story of Jonah and in particular, look at a prayer of thanksgiving that Jonah gives. Now, there are a whole lot of prayers of thanksgivings and offerings of praise and thanks to the Lord in Old and New Testament, as well there should be. But to my knowledge, this is the only prayer of thanksgiving that is given while underwater, and in particular, in the belly of a great big fish. And so I believe there is a lot that we can be reminded and encouraged about what it means for us to be thankful as we consider this prayer of thanksgiving from Jonah in chapter 2. Um, Jonah chapter 2 is a short 10 verses, so we're going to read that together now to begin our time together. The Bible says this, Jonah chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol, I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. Let's take a moment and let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word, even here, this Old Testament story. Thank you for this word of thankfulness. 
God, I pray that this would be a special time, that your ears would be open, and that you would be pleased and glorified by the praises of your people, by our thankfulness, Father. There is no word that we could speak, no action that we could do that would appropriately communicate how great your goodness and mercy is to us. But Father, in whatever small way you would enable us this morning, would you be pleased and glorified? We give you all the thanks this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Three easy ways to be thankful from inside the belly of the fish. Number one is this from this text this morning. We can be thankful that God doesn't treat us as we deserve. We can be thankful that God doesn't treat us as we deserve. We can be thankful that we are not this morning in the belly of a whale. Uh, in case you don't know the story of Jonah, if it is new to you, as my beloved Uncle Mark Machado loves it when I say, spoiler alert, the story of Jonah, he gets eaten by a big fish and goes underwater. Uh, very long story short, God told Jonah, go preach the good news to some very mean and nasty people called the Ninevites. Jonah didn't like them very much. He had good reasons not to like them very much. And so when God said, go tell them the good news of the gospel, he said, no way, I'm going that way. And he got on a boat and chartered a boat in the literal opposite direction to a place called Tarshish. Uh, on that boat ride, God sends a huge storm. Jonah knows that the storm is there for him. And in order to save the lives of the other people in the boat, he jumps out of the boat into the water, begins to drown, and not in a uh, movement of judgment, but rather in a movement of salvation, God sends a big fish that swallows Jonah whole, and he gets to spend a three-quality night tour in the bottom of the sea, in the belly of the fish. This is not a fairy tale. It is not imagination. It is a miracle and it really happened, and so we are amazed by this story. But I think we should be further amazed by this reality. God heard Jonah's prayer in the middle of a disaster that Jonah created. God listened to Jonah, even though Jonah put himself in that really, really bad situation. I am thankful this morning that God shows me mercy when I put myself in bad situations. I am thankful that God doesn't treat us as we deserve. God doesn't treat Jonah the way that he deserved in this moment. In fact, in verse 4 of Jonah's prayer, in the belly of the big fish, he says, Yet I shall again look upon your temple. Meaning, Lord God, I know that you have not given up on me. I know that in this moment, this is not your justice, this is your mercy. I know you will not quit on me, you will not cut me out of your life, even though I deserve it. Do you know that that is how God treats you? That's how God treats all of us. He shows us mercy and grace, not based on anything that we have done or ever will do, but purely His grace and mercy comes from the perfect work, the perfect life, death, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of my favorite songs uh, that I spent some time reflecting on this week is a song written about 10 years ago by Sidewalk Prophets called, You Love Me Anyway. And a part of the bridge of that song says this, the lyrics are, I am the thorn in your crown, that he's praying this reality back to Jesus, but you love me anyway. I am the sweat from your brow, but you love me anyway. I am the nail in your wrist, but you love me anyway. I am Judas's kiss, you get the idea here, but you love me anyway. 
The Bible puts it this way in, in Lamentations, among many places, chapter 3, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Not consumed with what? With God's rightful justice, the punishment that we deserve. For His compassion never fails. His compassions, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen? Secondly, a way that we can be thankful is this. We can be thankful that God is faithful even in the hard times. To be clear, this is no walk in the park for Jonah. I am thankful that in this moment and in our own lives that God answers our prayers, particularly in hard times. Jonah says this, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and He answered me. He is always faithful. God will always answer better than we can ask. Understand that reality of who God is and what our prayer life is. God answers better than we can ask. He answers, He fulfills promises, even in the hard times, because God is perfectly good and perfectly sovereign at all times. There is nothing that happens outside of His will, nothing that He isn't actively using for your good if you are in Christ. And that promise has been made available to all people to receive. Romans 8, 28, one of the most important verses in all of Scripture says again, we know that in all things, including being in the belly of a whale, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. I'm thankful that His faithfulness is based in who He is and not in what I do. It's based on what God has done, not in what I may or may not accomplish. Notice here that Jonah expresses his thankfulness before his circumstances change. Jonah says, thank you, God, while he is still in the belly of the fish. Jonah chapter 2 and verse 3, you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. It may sound like an odd praise, but it is a praise. He is recognizing that the hard times have been sent by God, and he is thanking God for them in advance before they have changed. True thankfulness to God our Father is to say, God, I trust you. Even in the storm, even if I created the storm by my own bad decisions, I have faith in you that regardless of what happens, I will trust in you. Thankfulness is not defined, guys, by our circumstances. Thankfulness is not defined even by our faithfulness, but by the object of our faith, King Jesus. Our thankfulness is built on who He is and what He has done and is doing in our lives, not based on our successes or failures, which are many. And so we can be thankful for when God gives us more than we can handle. You know that? We can be thankful to God when He gives us more than we can handle, when He throws us into the deep, when He sends the sea billows that that roll. The year was 1873. Horatio was a wealthy Chicago lawyer with a thriving legal practice, a beautiful home, a wonderful wife, four daughters, and a son. He was a devout Presbyterian, of course, And close personal friends with Dwight L. Moody, at the height of his financial success, their four-year-old son died of scarlet fever. 
The same year, the great Chicago fire destroyed almost all of his real estate. Two years later, he scheduled a boat trip to Europe for his family to have a much-needed vacation, you can imagine, and to join Dwight L. Moody in evangelizing Europe. Horatio sent his wife and four daughters ahead while he remained in Chicago for last-minute business. A few days later, he received word from his wife that their ship had sank in a collision and all four of his daughters had drowned. Horatio Spafford boarded a boat to reach his wife in England, and while on the ocean over the place that the ship had sank days earlier, he wrote the lyrics to a song. It goes like this. When sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. What he was saying there is the same thing that Jonah is saying, and it is the same thing that because of who Jesus is, we can say it too. I will thank you, God, even when I am in the belly of the fish, because I know that you will be with me even in those difficult times. And I know that even the fish and the time inside of the fish is a good gift from you, and I know that whether you choose to change my circumstances now or you change them eternally, I know that regardless of what happens in this life, that I will spend eternity at home with you in heaven. Amen? Third and finally, we can be thankful that we are no longer in the belly of the fish. We can be thankful that we are no longer in the belly of the fish. Listen to the final three verses again of Jonah chapter 2. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. Never has anyone been so thankful for vomit. Hmm? We can be thankful because we too were in the belly of the fish, a fish called sin and death. Drowning, drowned, past tense, done, drowned in sin and death was our condition. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, the sea was always used as a metaphor for death, when Jonah says he has delivered us out of the belly of Sheol, Sheol is the Old Testament word for death. Jonah says salvation, rather, belongs to the Lord. Understand here, guys, that Jesus is the fulfillment of the Jonah story. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus understands. Jesus has been in the belly of the fish. Jesus experienced death so that we will not have to, not an eternal death. Jesus experienced hell so that we will not have to. Understand there is no place that you can go, there is no fear that you will face, no temptation, no struggle, no pain, that Jesus has not already faced it for you and has given you a way out. He will be with you in it, and he will bring you through it, because Jesus died the death that we deserve. 
so that we can live eternally with Him. He has conquered sin, Satan, and death already. Finished, done, completed action. When Jesus said, it is finished, it was finished. He is King now, and He is Savior now and for forever. So I would say to you, if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, let today be that day. You may feel like your sins and your mistakes have buried you under 20 feet of water. The things that you've done that you can't tell anybody else, how could God ever forgive you? But He can, and He will. He forgave Jonah in the story of Jonah. He gave Jonah new life, and He will do the same for you. Real life, real hope, real joy. The Bible says this in Psalm chapter 30, you turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. Jonah says that he will be the voice of thanksgiving. And brothers and sisters, it is our opportunity this morning to do the same, to be the voice of of thanksgiving. And so the question before us this morning, the opportunity really is to answer the question, what are you thankful for this morning to the Lord? What do you want to give God praise for this morning? We sang earlier 10,000 reasons to bless the Lord, 10,000 reasons to give Him thanks. That song is written from Psalm 103, I want to close by just reading us the first five verses that reminds us of a multitude more reasons to give God praise and thanks. Psalm 103 says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit from the belly of the fish, I dare say, and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen? Let's pray together and give God thanks. Lord Jesus,